It's This Week in Film. I'm Nick Pronto. I'm with Ray Radaminki. Rejoining the team is Tony. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, man, it's good to be back. I love the new studio, guys. This is, hey, man, this is insane. It's Bren. It's six months old. Yeah. I guess yeah. nine months, almost nine months old now, but it's really... Looks great. Thanks, very comfortable. It's amazing what you can do once the dead weight is gone. Right. (laughs) Dead weight of Charlie. (laughs) Oh wait, I was talking about Tony. (laughs) So yeah, Charlie, Charlie, it's blasting. (laughs) I love it. I forgot about the blood gold. Yeah. We don't even play the same part of this opening theme song anymore. That song that you're listening to right now is like. A minute into the song than what it used to be. We start at the breakdown now, not at the beginning. I love it. This is great, Benzer. Yeah, at least we get to experience more of the song. It's a great yeah, composition. It's a great song. Ambush and Rattlesnake Gulch is the name of the song. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Tony, how have you been? I've been great. Where have you been? Uh, I took a, a leave of absence from the show to go on assignment. Uh, Ray, what did you see? All this right. <laughs> This week, <laughs> this week I watched Point Break. Awesome, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, classic. <laughs> Actually, I watched the no. <laughs> I watched the Point Break with no. I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> Edgar Ramirez, Luke Bracy, my favorite, and Ray Winstone. Oh wait, he's a real guy. Yeah. And he has absolutely nothing to do in this movie. <laughs> Completely the, wasted character. Is he the second Punisher? From a Punisher no, War Journal? No, that's uh, same th- Ray something else. Mm. With a W as well. Um, directed by Erickson Core. Ray, Ray knows all the Rays. Right. <laughs> Every Ray in the film business, I know. Oh, they're part of an exclusive club. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the Illuminati. <laughs> Erickson Core is the director who also directed Invincible. Did you guys oh, know really? that? Oh, really? I never saw Invincible, but I hear it's all right. It's not as good as the uh, garbage-picking, soccer-kicking <laughs> Philadelphia phenomenon. <laughs> I'm going to need the full title. Right. Um, and, and written by Kurt Wimmer, who also wrote another remake that we recently talked about. Total, Total Recall. Recall. Ah. So that right there gives you a little idea yeah. about what this movie is going to be like. Mm. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is a remake of Point Break. It's like a guy remade a movie after watching it on mute. Right. <laughs> remake of Point Break, the '80s classic that we all love. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and it takes a little bit different of a of an approach. It uh, it doesn't. It has surfing in it, but the bank robbers aren't really bank robbers. They're extreme sports guys and they are basically robbing peter to uh, uh i can't think of how to say it they're robbing, robbing they're peter robbing pay paul robbing peter to pay paul or robbing the rich to give to the poor should, it's almost like say. a robin hood scenario right robin hood scenario right and um johnny utah so all the names are the same Johnny Utah. Which is garbage. That's right. Because it literally is the only connection to right. Point Break. So Johnny Utah is not a football player from He's Ohio a, State. 
who blew out his knee. But what is he? He is an extreme, he is a dirt biker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? This whole movie was like an <laughs> ad for the X Games. He's a dirt biker who was fam- was a famous like extreme dirt biker and then is like doing this like extreme thing with his friend in the beginning of the movie. They're like riding along this ridge that like nobody's done before. And they're they're riding along this ridge, they make it to the end and they jump off of the ridge onto this like rock formation that is like an island basically. And they both make it but the friend overjumps it a little too far and falls to his death. Oh, okay. So full disclosure, I saw this movie as well. I felt like that beginning part, and now uh, correct me if you think I'm wrong here. I felt like that whole beginning part was just a full ripoff of Cliffhanger. The beginning part of Cliffhanger? Yeah. When the they, whole yeah, scenario falls, yeah. really? reminded me a lot of Cliffhanger. Right. Now, that's a good movie. That's yeah. a great movie. Didn't you guys already talk about that on this? I feel I don't, like we did. I don't know. I think it came up. Oh. Yeah. Um, it might have been, been a set of tomatoes it. or something. Oh, uh, yeah, there I you go. You're right. Man. Yeah. Probably um, yeah, not I, I as good. <laughs> I can hear <laughs> um, I can so, hear Keith saying Stallone hanging off a mountain. It's great. Next so, movie. So John, so Johnny's friend dies, and this causes him to join the FBI. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. What would you want to do with your life now that your friend died? So flash forward. I guess it's they say five years. He's an FBI. Uh, young recruit just got out of the, the academy or whatever, and he is looking to get into you know looking to get into something, and he finds out about these extreme sport athletes who are robbing these various places and taking the money or items like gold and stuff like that and giving it to the poor. What he notices uh, from the files that he's reading. Is oh, that, exciting files. Right, reading. the files. Is that these guys are attempting to complete the Osaki 8, which is a list of eight extreme ordeals to honor the forces of nature. <laughs> <laughs> is it real? Is that, is that like yeah. a real thing? <laughs> yes. This guy, Ono Osaki, like created this thing, and he only was able to complete the first three. And these guys already have completed the first three. So this immediately piques the interest of Johnny Utah. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs to get on this case because he's an extreme sport athlete too. And he wants to, you know, see what these guys are up to. So naturally, he's put into, uh, you know, deep undercover. Of course, yeah. And he's paired up with Ray Winstone, who plays Gary Busey's character. Okay. And also in the departed, right? Same guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The the departed, as we call it on this <laughs> on this show. Um, yes. It's like the fourth. He's a he's a great character act. He's a great character actor, and he's just Excuse like me. thrown away in this movie. Like he has right. like he had nothing. Yeah, he has nothing to do. Like Johnny meets him. They discuss stuff briefly. They go out on a boat uh, to meet up with these. Uh, well. Johnny realizes what the next thing, next step is in in what these guys are going to do, and it's there's a huge swell developing in the ocean in France. These huge waves, so he knows that's where they're going to be. So uh, Ray Winstone and Johnny Utah get on a boat and they drive out to the middle of the ocean, and there's a huge party going on with like a yacht. There's like a big yacht. There's girls everywhere, and these guys are surfing these like huge waves. So that being said, 
every like action sequence in this movie is incredible. Like mm-hmm. they have, they get real real stunt guys to do like the real surfing, the real skydiving, the real wind wind surfing, the whole everything. So that part is really cool. Like the surfing scene that that where this takes place is incredible. Like the waves that these guys are surfing are crazy. They're getting like towed in by jet skis. So Johnny uh, sees uh, Bodie surfing this like huge these huge waves, and he's like, I, I got to get in there. Bodie's the Swayze dude, right? Right. right. That's played by Edgar Edgar Ramirez or Edgar Martinez, I think the guy's name is. Um, Edgar Ramirez, yes. So he goes in, gets on this huge gets on this huge wave with him, and they're surfing like in like a crisscross thing, this huge wave. Jump. But then Johnny falls, and it looks no. like he's gonna drown. And Bodie jumps off of the of his board of a wave that he was gonna like he was gonna finish the wave he was gonna finish this part of the Osaki Eight yeah but he risks his life no to save Johnny beautiful he gives up his dream right and that this brings Johnny into their circle that's oh, a connection right right he saved now him. now he's responsible now he's for suddenly him. a part of this group of like bandits <laughs> <laughs> so wait true or false you rewind to Point Break of old where they're on. Classic scene. They're in the beach, fire going, playing a little bit of football, right. and then he gets Tank girls there. Yeah, gets tackled in the ocean. They recognize him. You know, Ohio State Buckeyes, Johnny Utah. Does he get recognized as the um, yes X gets, Games yes. guy on the on he gets the, recognized he as yeah, the of boat. course. X it's a straight ripoff. All the friends rec- all the other members recognize him, but Bodie doesn't. Mm-hmm. Bodie doesn't know who he is. Nah, man, he's in touch with nature. He doesn't watch right. TV. Uh, he even mentions, he's like, YouTube? He's like, nah, man, I don't watch YouTube. <laughs> so immediately he's like, no questions asked. They know who this guy is. They don't think to, like, check up what he's been doing at this <laughs> yeah, time. Would you, hey, would you, you go come, for five years? <laughs> you want to come in our group? I mean, I, I was thinking about this. That is stupid, but, like, the original movie is kind of like that, too. Like, yeah, sure. same thing. Like, they don't really look into what he's doing so anyway same same way as the original point break is he gets involved with these guys and what happens is he they start like doing like stunts they start trying to complete this osaki eight but while they're doing it they're not really they kind of throw away the whole uh we're stealing stuff and giving it to the poor thing for like 40 minutes really and they're just doing stunts Becoming best friends. Right, becoming best friends, and, and, you know, he's completely cut off from the FBI, which I guess happens in the original movie, too, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the same type of thing. And, and what, I, what I found is what happens is a lot of scenes in this movie are the very similar or the same as the original movie. They just take place in, like, a different setting. So there's one scene when they're, when they're uh, uh, I forget what they're, what, what they're doing. They're... I forget what it is, but anyway, uh, Johnny ends up like ch- like revealing himself to Bodie, just like in the original movie, and he chases him through the woods, and he you know he hurts himself, he falls, and just like in the original movie when he Blows falls out his knee, old yeah. knee injury, uh, yeah, when he falls in, <laughs> and in, he like, loves him so much that like, he can't shoot him, right, in like mm-hmm. the gutter part in like L.A. in the original yeah. movie, and he, like he shoots into the air, yeah. that exact same thing no. happens in this movie. Yeah, like I was like, don't shoot into the air, don't shoot into the air. And then he did it, I'm like, oh my God. It's like the same exact scene. All I can think of is that scene in Hot Fuzz when I think of uh, think of that scene. I've never seen Hot Fuzz. Oh, dude, Hot Fuzz is the best. But Ray, let me ask. So 
we go back. So obviously this dude has his shirt off for like 75% right. of the movie. Right. Nice. And you see, like, of course. He's tatted up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And of course, you, you see right on his chest, tribal tattoo. And immediately you think, Douche awesome. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anyway. he's an extreme sport guy. Anyway. Right. So <laughs> uh, I'm watching this movie and I realize that's weird looking tribal tattoo because most of them look normal. Are you talking about Johnny Utah? Yeah. And then I realized that's just not, that's no ordinary tribal tattoo. That's the mountain <laughs> that his friend died on. Yeah. I didn't notice right that at chest. all. Yeah. Why don't you go back and no, watch it no, for a second no, time? I need to go back to watch this, this movie again. No, that's a nice little Easter egg that they threw in there. Sure. So maybe this movie's a little smarter than I thought. He always takes his, <laughs> um, always takes his friend um, with him. So anyway, uh, there's a love interest, just like in the original original one. Tell the, me it's still Lori Petty. It, it is it not. Is. And her name... <laughs> Hi. Her name is actually different, too. She's like Sham Shamshmara or Sham... <laughs> Shamshara. Something, yeah. This, it's very earthy. This actress is like... She doesn't... She barely speaks, and immediately they're having sex. Like, it's like... <laughs> She dives into the ocean. He follows her. Like they're having sex and they're like in love immediately. That's extreme. Which, which was ridiculous. And like he is friends with these guys immediately, which is ridiculous. Now I get he's doing like extreme stuff and like it's life or death and they're they're doing things that like bonds them because like they're trying to achieve nirvana, is what they say from doing all these stunts. Yeah, but like it's sense. everything's just like rushed and. I mean, like I said, the scenes of them, like the, the scene where they uh, have the wingsuits on and they're and they jump off this cliff, and they're like flying through this like ridge. It, it it's incredible. And and I was reading up on, on like the actual filming of it, and like the guys that they got to do it. They basically have five guys in wingsuits like flying through this like ridge. It's like very narrow, and it's like it was extremely dangerous. And apparently, like around the stuntman community, they're saying it's like to the to this day, it's like the most dangerous stunt ever performed like live really? film because like just how much was going like these guys are flying at like 140 miles an hour in like wingsuits and just like trying to stay away from each other so they don't crash into each other right apparently they did like 60 jumps to get like all the footage that they had the one guy had a camera on his head that was like 15 pounds and he had to wear this camera to get the get the shots that was what was, my next question was going to be is the movie just looked like it's shot with gopros yeah or? it does but 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 I was reading like I said, I was reading up on it, and this scene, they wanted, they didn't want a, a GoPro, but they wanted an actual, so they have an actual red HD camera wow. attached to this guy's helmet. And, uh, and he had to like change every, everything that he did. Cause I mean, that's so much weight on your head, like change the way he was gliding and everything like that. So that, that stuff was really cool. The surfing scene is really cool. The skydiving scene is really cool. The dirt biking scene to open it was really cool. Like all the action scenes are awesome. It's just the movie itself is just terrible. And it's like, like it's similar to the original, but at the same time, it's like the acting's bad, and like they're, it's basically like they're just waiting to get to the next, like scene, like action scene, right? And they're just filling it with like little pieces of dialogue here and there. Like the Bodhi character, the guy who plays Bodhi, is just like so empty. Like Patrick Swayze, like that was just like a perfect character for him. Like he played it like, like so well. And this guy's just like quiet, doesn't have much going on. Like, like he just, there's nothing like cool about him at all. He's like just like this quiet, like earthy guy who like is trying to 
find Nirvana by doing all this stuff. And it's just not, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't pay homage to the movie at the original movie at all. Yeah. He got the earthy part down, but he didn't have the badass edge. Right. Like he couldn't turn it on. Like, like the mysterious guy. Yeah. It just didn't, it didn't work. And it lacked a serious amount of Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Gary Busey obviously was great in that movie, t- in that original movie too. All all the talking about this movie did was make me want to watch right the original, the original yeah, which is, yeah. which is just great. And maybe that's what it was this, intended to. Do you see this movie like like a year from now? You going? I want to watch the new Point Break again. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like like the action scenes are great. Um, th- there's a scene where they're robbing a bank and they're using kind of like they're kind of like take a page out of Heat. And they're robbing this bank with like assault rifles, and there's like a big standoff outside the bank, which oh, that that was pretty cool. And they put the helmets on, and it's the right. Uh, they have the, the president's. president's masks on, uh, and like on their right. helmets of their yeah. dirt bikes, right? So that was like the same. Did they have thing. newer presidents. No, no, same thing. Like Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Bill, Carter, yeah, Jimmy Carter. So that was that was similar too. This movie shouldn't exist. It should have been no. Art of Flight too. Right. <laughs> should have just took all the narrative out of it. Yeah. It, uh, is that yeah, like it an IMAX movie? Art of Flight is probably like snowboarding one movie, right? of the most incredible snowboarding yeah. videos you could ever watch. It's uh, It was on Netflix for a while, and they, and in fact, like they go to such remote places that uh, Netflix actually made a like a full season on how they made the documentary. Right. Oh, and no it's, yeah, and it's very. There's crap. a second one. There's a second one coming out soon. I think. Yeah, I think they're in, in the process of filming it now. It takes forever for them. Yeah. to do this stuff. Really, really sweet. That's um, cool. But yeah, you should check that out, too. <laughs> I'll check that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Point Break, you can watch it. I mean, I mean, it's entertaining to a degree. I mean, you're you're just going to laugh at every piece of dialogue and, like, the story and just how it's, like... Like, just because I watched the... I mean, if you, if you know the original, it's way easier because, like, you know what's going on. Like, if you've never seen the original, this movie would just be, like... You would be lost because you didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, it took its it took itself way too seriously. Yeah, not enough overacting. That's, that's the same thing yes. said about Total Recall. Yes, too. it was tried to be grittier and harder, and it's like Point Break was a fun movie. Like it was funny. Yeah. There was funny parts. Like Gary Busey was like very funny. Yeah, he's like a, he played Gary Busey. Right, exactly. should have still been Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Um, but yeah, uh, do I recommend it? Uh, maybe check it out if you want. All right, great, great movie, Ray. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next. We'll save Tony's movie for last. Uh, so this week, keeping with Ray's action-adventure movie theme, I went way back to 1951. Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn, and the African Queen. Oh, nice. This was a very good movie. Um, it's definitely definitely shows its age at every turn, but it is... Black and white? No, it's filmed in glorious Technicolor. Um, It's a beautiful film, and the version that I watched was a restored Blu-ray of it. Uh, It's it's still shot four by three, um, but it's it's very good. Um, Humphrey Bogart plays a drunk. Catherine Hepburn plays a missionary. They're both in this African village in 1914. And it's the outbreak of World War One, and the Germans come to this village in Africa where they're um, where they're they're serving as mission missionaries, and the Germans round up all the local Africans and like they burn down the village basically, but leave 
um, Catherine Hepburn behind. Okay. And so she's just kind of sitting there. Her brother has been murdered. And Humphrey Bogart, Humphrey Bogart shows up. He drives this little steamboat. And he's like, what happened here? And she goes, the Germans came. I want to kill all of them. And he's like, all right, well, let's get out of here before they get back. So they get in the boat and they start going down river. And basically the two of them hate each other. They just hate each other. And it's great. And it's that old school kind of hate where they're both very polite to each other. But when they right. get around the corner, he's just like, he's a drunk. So he's just, oh, he's just making fun of it's her. It's very snarky. Humor. Very snarky. Yeah. But but it's also turn of the, turn of the 20th century. So they're both very prim and proper. Um, like he always calls her Miss, and she always calls him Mr. Yeah. Mr. Artwell. I don't remember his last name. Antwell or something like that. And um, her hair is always up and always done. You know, it's 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 one of those movies. But then halfway through the movie, it, there's a like a switch goes off where you can tell they go, well, they got to fall in love, right? Right. Now it's based on a book which I clearly haven't read, and maybe that happens in the book too. But you can just tell at about the hour mark they just fall in love. It's like they hate each other, and all of a sudden, oh god damn it! They're here in love. we go. Yeah. Maybe they realize that they love each. Well, they, they go through a traumatic thing. Uh, the boat goes over a waterfall, and they they survive. And then they're they're both like, oh, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. And then they kiss, but you but it was the worst screen kiss you've ever seen, where they just mash lips some, together. Really? Some of those old old time yeah, movies. It's screen. like an old timey old time movie kiss. Yeah. But um. Anyway, the boat continues downriver. Eventually, they get, you know, they, they go through a lot of trials and tribulations. And um, then the movie ends. And it's a, good, it's a good adventure story, especially for the time period. And, and considering that in 1951, they shot this on location in Africa. Uh, a lot of it, you can tell, is shot against like a projection screen because they did shoot some things in London. But much, much of the film is shot on location, which was difficult for everybody i was reading into the making of the movie and that's almost more interesting than the than the movie itself hmm. uh, so john houston was the director and he and humphrey bogart were renowned drinkers and they're the only two people in the cast that didn't get sick because they refused to drink water they only drank whiskey that's ridiculous the whole time everybody else drank like local water and got dysentery at some point including katherine hepburn who said she's never been sicker in her entire life and Lauren Bacall was there, who was Humphrey Bogart's wife, and uh, that's when her and Catherine Hepburn became best friends, is because they had to like deal with this movie. the The shoot was extra long, and um, the the story behind the movie is pretty interesting if you if you want to read up on it. But uh, I would recommend checking it out. It's it's an hour and forty minutes long. It's a fun action movie from the from the fifties. What what made you made you watch this? Uh, it just came across. It's just, I've never seen many Humphrey Bogart movies and I've always wanted to see the Maltese Falcon and the African Queen. Maltese Falcon is great. Yeah, I've seen the Maltese great flick. That's what I hear. I just have never gotten around to them. I might watch that next week because I almost watched it right, right after this one. I had a lot of time this weekend. But, uh, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we actually spoke about this earlier, but the boat. Oh, in yeah. the in the movie is actually docked in Key Largo, right? And it's a tourist attraction. Key Largo or Key West, somewhere in Florida. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a tourist attraction. And the the ride in Disneyland Jungle Cruise is based on the movie. Oh, yeah, which is uh, which is neat. I'm going to be going on a trip to Disney Disney World in the next couple of weeks. Oh, and that'd be um, nice. yeah, you know why you. why have any money? And um, 
Uh, I'm excited to go on the African Queen ride. Yeah. Because I know I've been on it when I was a kid. We went down to Disney World, but it's just like a riverboat ride. Sure. Yeah. But now you know like the story behind it a little bit. I don't know if it's an official adaptation, but that's what the IMDb trivia page said. And you can't lie on the internet. No. No. Everything on the internet is true. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a fun movie to check out. It's very sharp. It's very to the point. There's not a lot of fluff in it. There's a few places where they could have trimmed here and there, but you can totally see why they didn't. And uh, Humphrey Bogart won the Academy Award for Best Actor for this movie. It was his only Oscar that he won, and he Uh, won it against... This movie came out the exact same year as A Streetcar Named Desire, and Humphrey Bogart beat out Marlon Brando for Best Actor. Wow. And if you haven't seen A Streetcar Named Desire, Marlon Brando is phenomenal in it it's kind of insulting that he lost to humphrey bogart in this movie but uh, i imagine if you think back to the time period uh, streetcar named desire is more of a contemporary film and it shows like the dirty sides of society especially in the south and maybe that wasn't as as a custom as just a riverboat drunk <laughs> you know yeah, there's a lot of stories about you know uh, with the Academy, the Oscars, and people lose, you know, great performances, and they lose out to somebody that maybe wasn't yeah. as good. I mean, Brando eventually got his, of course, right. but um, a lot of times actors don't win theirs for the movie that they should have won. For. Right. Yeah. And that's not. I'm not trying to take anything from Humphrey Bogart, but there, there's no comparison between Marlon Brando and A Streetcar Named Desire and Humphrey Bogart in The African Queen. But definitely check it out. So Tony. It's your first week back. Yeah. yeah. Better be a good one. What oh, movie boy. do you want to talk about? I watched Deuce Bigelow Male J. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no. Let's talk about that. All right. Let's, we can talk about Deuce. Um, yeah, well, that tell was us more it. about Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, all right. I watched the movie Imperium, which is the final installment of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> <laughs> Imperium, if you haven't seen the Just trailer. Kidding, of course. It's um, Daniel Radcliffe. He plays an FBI agent um, who, oddly enough, looks exactly like Harry Potter as an adult. At Probably the last time you saw him in the beginning of the movie, of course, with the horn room glasses and the... Uh, Lightning bolt scar. No, that wasn't there, but the, the crappy haircut was. and So he plays uh, basically a desk jockey in the FBI, and he's, uh, you know... Uh, he goes through emails and he finds like terroristic threats and things like that, and he reports them, and that's kind of how the movie starts out. And while the guy that he reports is being interrogated um, over like terroristic f- threats that he made, um, Tony Collette comes in. She plays another FBI agent who is dedicated to uh, fighting white supremacists like groups. Mm -hmm. So she comes in and she basically says like, Oh, Daniel Radcliffe, you seem like you're an up and comer. Like he, he wants more out of his job. He doesn't want to be just a desk jockey. So she convinces him. She's like, I, I have this, I have a very good gut feeling that there's something going on with this specific white supremacist group. And they stole, um, they stole this, uh, I think this chemical. I think it was called cesium, which is um, a crucial part in making a bomb. So 
they convince the uh, higher ups in the FBI to allow Daniel Radcliffe to go undercover. So he shaves his head. He they get a CI who um, who was criminal in, informant. Right. Nice. He uh, they get a CI who was in jail, um, who's part of like Aryan Brotherhood, something like that, and he introduces him into the uh, to a couple skinheads, and so basically. These skinheads take him to this radio jockey who, like, is spewing out all this hate. And he <laughs> thinks that, that that guy is the center of, like, that's how he's going to find where the cesium is. And it's it basically just kind of spirals out from there. Oh. He, he gets introduced to, like, a couple more guys and it kind of just it kind of just loses track like like in the beginning like the trailer is cut in a very specific way where you think it's going to be this like to bring it up again this departed-esque type um the departed (laughs) (laughs) this departed-esque type movie where daniel radcliffe is this like is He's a rat. Yeah, like Mole. you think he's gonna get found out, and it's very intense, and it just kind of dies out like halfway through the movie, and he, he, they find the cesium, and it just kind of pitters out, and it was, it was, I, I was hoping that it was gonna be something more than it was, and it just, ah, uh, it was only released on video on demand, and yeah, I can't, I can't really say too much too much about it. It was a very meh movie. The, uh, the trailer made it seem like uh, maybe I didn't pay very close attention, but like his goal was to bring down this white supremacist group. Well, basically what you find out is like you, there's multiple sects like of this group, of like these white supremacist group. There's like skinheads and then there's like these guys who like form like a militia like in the woods and they have like all these weapons and then there's and then there's the guy that he there's a guy he meets later who's like civilized and he has a family and like little do you know he becomes like he's like probably the most dangerous one because he has like you know exact feelings on like what he wants to do and 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 exact plans so it but yeah, not as good as the trailer made it out to be. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It looked like it was going to be like an intense. Yeah, would not just kind of thriller. Yeah, would not rec. Can't really recommend it. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be pretty good. What about Deuce Bigelow? Deuce Bigelow is always a good <laughs> movie to watch when you literally have nothing else to do. <laughs> I um, the. My favorite, I love the first Deuce Big. I never even saw the second one, but the first Deuce Big. There's a second one? Yeah. Yeah. European Gigolo. European, yeah. Oh, right. Wow, you got homework. Yeah, He's great. European. Um, I saw that movie in theaters a couple of times, and when it came to our cheapo theater, when, we, when there was still one in my hometown, um, that was when I learned that some movie projectors have masks that they're supposed to put up because it cuts the frame. Yeah. the way it's supposed to be All on the screen. Right. And when we saw it, they didn't put the mask up, which meant that everything at the top of the screen was in the, sh- like, on so screen. Like booms and stuff we like could that. see the booms. You could see just, like, crew guys hanging out up there. Oh. And, and also, you know the scene where he dates the really tall woman? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
you could see her quote unquote face. It's a guy. Yeah. And it's the dude from uh, and and this is just me going off my memory at the time. But you know in Die Hard 3, the tall dude yeah, who's yes. who's like he's robbed us. Right. Yeah. It's that guy in like dressed uh as a woman. Drag, yeah. And <laughs> and I'm like watching this in the movie and I have already seen it in theaters and I'm like what is happening? Yeah. And that's when I learned that some projectors are supposed to have a special mask <laughs> to block out all that extra stuff. That's fantastic. That's yeah, that's crazy. But, I uh, think I Yeah. I th- I think I saw um what was it? I think it was Forty Year Old Virgin that I saw that it was like that, and I saw like a bunch of booms in the shot and and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of really takes you out of it when you right as soon yeah, as you like, start oh, seeing it. Yeah. So Deuce Bigelow, pretty good. I would recommend that over Imperium. <laughs> yeah, I love Deuce Bigelow. If you had to choose, if it was one or the other. All right. Great suggestions, Tony. I'll come back <laughs> next week. All right. Well, that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the show. Yeah. Ray's random request. And last week, Ray, your question was what? Uh, what uh, group of brothers? What are your favorite group of brothers from a particular movie? Ah. Could be two brothers. Could be a bunch of brothers. Four brothers. Four already brothers. Already we already discussed Two brothers. Week. It's just two brothers. Two I brothers. watched Hell or High Water last week, and it was yeah. two brothers, and they were a pretty good duo. So Ray didn't get the Rick and Morty references last uh, week. Yeah, I'm not a Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty guy. Um, Sorry. So first up, we got Matt M. says, Raymond and Charlie Babbitt from <laughs> Rain Man. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Judy... She she goes back to the well and uses outsiders again. Okay. She says Daryl, Soda Pop, and Pony Boy. I've stay gold, golden pony, pony boy. Is pony that where boy. that comes from? Yeah. I've never seen the outsiders. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, she says parents dead. They have to figure it out so they aren't separated. Also, the brotherly brotherly love they have for the rest of the gang. My, I feel like that's how she wrote it. Uh, Dan M. Uh, says Danny DeVito and Arnold from Twins. They were the awesomely bad brother combo. Jill says Johnny Depp and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh. Uh, she also adds Will Ferrell and John C. Riley and Step Brothers. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tommy says the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. That's another good one. Then there was a little controversy. Oh, oh no. Where Sam A says, Sam A, Sweet Sammy C, and Barb F all say the Weasley brothers from Harry Potter. Oh, come Uh, on. uh, But only Sam A says their names, Fred and George Weasley. Somebody's Ah. a super fan. Sweet Sammy C just says the Weasley twins. And and Barb F, she says, I love Sam A's choice. They were just one of the They were brothers in uh Imperium. Well they were part of the Brotherhood. Oh really? Yeah. Those same actors? Yeah, same actors. So it was like it was the Harry <laughs> Potter Yeah. Was Dumbledore in it? <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> Dumbl- <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, weird turn Barb- and they use their magic for evil. <laughs> uh Barb F also adds that she wants to go with the brothers from Legends in the Fall, which I had to look up and check because it's been so long, but Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt yeah. and uh, Adian Quinn. Right. 
or Aiden Quinn. They go to war together, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's World War One. One of them, one of them fights a bear. Yeah, that's a that's an okay movie. It's long as shit. I loved it when I yeah. saw it, but I haven't seen it in years. Brad Pitt looks good in that hat. I'll give. I will say that. Damn, when he's fly fishing. Yeah, I'll throw oh, one. Not, out. I got no shame. <laughs> looks damn good in that hat. I'll throw one out there and say the brothers from Ocean's Eleven. That's what I said last week. Yeah, great. They yes. were great. Yeah, that was Ray's pick from last week. Martin was the stepbrothers, and Jill took that from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's the question? We got a problem week? now this week because right. we're fighting for who? Ray and Tony are here now. Ray, I will gladly <clears throat> give Tony the I've, honors. I've got a bow out. The look in Ray's face is like if he takes my goddamn question. Yeah, the one thing no, in and my I am life, very, and I am scared. And Tony's third degree hasn't shined in so long. Yeah, I feel like I Ray's random request is on fire. I mean, I got a question if you want me to ask it. Go for it. Wait, Tony. <laughs> I think you should both ask a question, and then we'll have the listeners decide which one, which they one they'll answer. <laughs> um, all right, Ray, ask your question. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> My question this week is, since I watched Point Break, the remake, um, and there was a lot of great action sequences in there, what is your favorite action sequence from a particular movie? Oh wow! Off the top of my head, um, I was I, as I was thinking about this question. Off the top of my head, a lot of the great action sequences, just like Point Break, come from bad movies. Yeah, that's true. Um, the car chase in Matrix Reloaded is a very good action sequence. Yeah. Terrible movie. The car chase in Bad Boys Two is also a very good action sequence. I have never seen either Bad Boys movie. Another terrible movie, but a fun movie. Um, but yeah, the, it doesn't have to be a car Boys chase. Too. Car chase. I just thought of two car chases, but just like an, an action, you know, like a, um, you know, like a 10, 15 minute scene of just like you know, yeah, something happening. Action sequence. Most of Mission Impossible yeah. Two. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I was I was going to say. Uh, the beginning of Lethal Weapon 4. With the fire guy? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because he gets Murtal to get in his underwear. Absolutely. And <laughs> those, those crazy guys. <laughs> listening to the uh, listening to rock music while he's just flaming everybody. <laughs> right, right, right. Talk to me, Riggs. <laughs> that's I when... need him to turn. <laughs> but that's, Stand up and uh, dance like a chicken. That's my question. Great question, Ray. Tony. All right. The one that comes into my head is... You've had 15 weeks. Daniel Radcliffe did not choose a good follow-up movie. Six times in a row. <laughs> no. no, I mean, after Harry Potter, he, you know, he's obviously trying to separate it's himself. So, it's so hard. And come, yeah. yeah. And I, come d- out. I do really want to see that one where he plays the, the dead man. Oh um, yeah, uh, what's that called? Life? No. Yeah, I know dead man's. About. Uh, he's like the guy. The guy's like riding him. Yeah, because the guy's like going crazy because he's alone on the island and he imagines that he's. Oh, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that does look good. So my question is, what actor was at once once typecast into a role or was known for a specific role that came out and did another movie, good or bad performance, but. What was your, what was a, 
an actor that did that that you can think of that you, that you liked or didn't like? Hmm. Um, well, the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite is never going to be anybody. Any no, guy, I don't. Which is Napoleon a shame Dynamite because he's great. Yeah, I love Blades of Glory. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know what? I guess he is pretty good in that. Yeah, he almost played the same guy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, he can keep doing it. Yeah, right. Stick okay. with what works. Okay, so yeah, it worked for him. He was able to, you know, move on. Um, hmm. It's a tough one, Tony. That's a thinker. That is a I th- thinker. I think that's better than my question, to be honest with you. Well, listeners, you decide. <laughs> the power is in your hands. Yeah, and I'm the bigger man to say that it's better than my question. I like both questions. I'm excited to hear yeah, let's see. what our faithful following have to say. And if you're not one of our faithful following, <laughs> you, can, you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Stitcher. Stitcher, iTunes. Can't forget about Stitcher. Uh, we're on Google Plus now, Tony. Google Plus. Yeah, that's still a thing. Apparently, it's, we're, we're more popular there than on Facebook. Did we get on Bing yet? Yeah, we're like, if you search for us on the internet, we're at the top. All right. If you combine any of the two movies that we've done, Bing us, we're baby. right at the top of the Googles. Bing. I don't know if we're on Bing. Bing. Uh, you can find us at thisweekinfilmpodcast.com. And if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're here every Wednesday night at 1030. You can listen to us at podcastradionetwork.net or download the Cry, Cry app. Crikey app. K-R-Y, K-R-Y. Cry- uh, the instructions on how to make that work are on podcastradionetwork.net. And uh, I want to give a big thanks to Let's Talk Flicks, who, as always, give us a great lead-in every Wednesday night. They come on at 9.30, and they're on until we start. Um, Tony, plugs. I got nothing. Ray. Um, Boy Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my comment. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I do did want. I do actually have some plugs this oh, week. Let him. Oh, oh okay. man. Um, I wanted to plug two of my friends' uh, startup companies. Hey. Um, one is called Skyscape Industries, which is com- a commercial drone company. No way. And uh, they are your solution if you need an eye in the sky. So what they do is they send out drones, and they'll do anything from um, looking at like uh, floor plans of houses or uh, a- a- anything, basically anything you need a drone for. Mm-hmm. Use it. And then the other company is called Chief Fire and Res- Rescue. This isn't for many people that listen, but it's for all your industrial firefighting needs. Chieffire.com. And then uh, the drone company is www.skyscapeinds.com. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Check wow. that out. Real plugs. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's great. And check out Boy Zero. It's available anywhere comic books are sold. That's, Char- <laughs> that's Charlie's book. If you don't have it yet, just get it. It's pretty good. Um, well, I have nothing to plug. I'll say hi to my son, Alex, and my daughter, Natalie. They listen to the show when there's not a lot of swearing. Hello, Alex and Natalie. Hello. We didn't swear any, any that much tonight, right? I don't Today? Think so. No. Great. And um, if, if that's the end of the reel, yeah, I still do this. <laughs> we'll see you. Stop it. Next week in film. <laughs>